Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that explores the people and products shaping innovation and those designing for resilience. Hosted by Philip Beer. Hello and welcome. Today's guest is CR Hero. CR is not only a longtime friend of mine, but he's also the Vice President of Innovation at Meritage Homes. He's a Sun Devil. He attended Arizona State University. He also has his master's in environmental science, his doctorate in environmental engineering, and a recent master's in philosophy. CR, welcome. That's a very brief introduction about you. If you can please share with those listening a little bit more about your experience and your background. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got a wonderfully made up job. Uh, um, the vice president of innovation so that uh, it's it is an opportunity for me to look at the future potential of the industry, to look at um, opportunities to build more energy efficient, opportunities to pull in technology around home automation, opportunities to partner with stakeholders like utilities, all aimed at uh, enabling new technology to be built into a production builder business case and uh, allow us to create new value for consumers. So that that's saying a lot, but um, it, it is something I'm super fortunate to be able to have the opportunity to do. And uh, it, it allows me to interact with a lot of the best minds out there uh, hypothesizing about uh, the right way to build homes. And uh, it's actually why uh, you and I have known each other for almost a decade now. It has been almost a decade now. And uh, CR, it has, brother. it's been a long, long time. And it seems like a lot has happened in that decade. You have... It has been a great decade, though. <laughs> it, it's the, the things we thought were going to take us uh, the whole decade, we accomplished uh, in a couple of years in the beginning of this decade. So I am... I am uh, encouraged by the continual, uh, slow, methodical progress of our industry towards uh, what we know it's been able to do for all this time. And you look back a decade ago when really you've been an ambassador to uh, green homes, new green homes uh, for so long. And back then I was the ambassador for retrofits, but we uh, shared the common uh, vision, which was to uh, make housing product more efficient. And you've always been recognized as a, a leader and pioneer in that regard. And we're now in a kind of a weird time to say the least. Here we are on Earth Day 2020. And CR, just in light of the coronavirus, let's talk a little bit about your business operations. Uh, now, we know that things change hour to hour these days, but just tell us a little bit for example, how are you, you, you always find a way to stay upbeat. What's your secret right now to stay upbeat and positive through these times? You know, it's been uh, an evolution of getting comfortable in um, a very changing dynamic. So my entire team is, is evolving every day to be more comfortable with, you know, remote working and video conferences and, and, and helping to make our consumers and our trades feel safe because so much of the response to this pandemic has been uh, the facts of the the need to social distance and the need to uh, you know increase human safety. Um, but then there's a tremendous negative potential of people to just get locked up in the unknown and the fear. And the best way to um, maintain as close to normal as we can has simply been to control the things we can't. Uh, make prudent decisions, 
but you know, um, aggressively uh, embrace the 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 new status of you know remote working and and helping consumers um, feel safe and inspired uh, through new media. And so it's just got to be we've all got to be receptive to change and get comfortable as fast as possible um, because we don't have much of a choice. Uh, let's talk about the consumer experience in a moment. First, tell us a little bit. The job sites keep moving forward and work goes on. But how has the coronavirus impacted the way the job site is managed? Yeah, it's it's been changing uh, week to week, day to day as we get guidance from the CDC. And, um, you know, we're in 18 markets coast to coast. And so we have different states taking different postures around personal safety and critical uh, work scopes. But, in, you know, in the vast majority of our communities, uh, our trades are on site, our construction managers are on sites, our sales offices are open by appointment, and we are attempting to be as normal as possible um, within the constraints of the social distancing and uh, the unknown that we're responding to. So th I think the good news is, is home building as, um, as an industry uh, can continue within the restrictions um, to provide the much needed infrastructure for the United States and, and has been able to be um, probably one of the least impacted industries out there a, because we're critical, and B, because it doesn't require high densities of people to gather in order to, to continue to uh, transact and construct homes. So as an industry, I guess housing in a way is fortunate to, in that regard, in regard to the job site, because it is a yeah, situation I think where I, people are distant. I think there is um, some silver linings, right? There, there is certainly the overall economic impact to a global pandemic that we'll all have to respond to as we figure it out. I don't think anybody understands um, the the near or the long term ramifications of the actions taken by the U.S. and, and across the country. But as an industry goes, um, it's creating awareness, right? It's creating awareness of health. It's creating awareness of online purchasing and and being able to make decisions remotely. Uh, it it as an industry uh, is enabled us to be very effective about running a dispersed industry across the country from a laptop. You know, people have been thrust into developing uh, comfort and skills with remote management and remote coordination that I think we've had the ability to do for several years, but we thought that the adoption would take a long, long time because people would rely on their historic comfort zone. And the pandemic in an interesting way is forcing people to be comfortable with a new reality and a new business paradigm that really has advanced the adoption of these remote technologies and this remote learning and this remote management in ways that will likely be very productive for this industry and other industries um, as we come out of the pandemic. So almost like the disruption was here, it was on the horizon, but now we have this urgency uh, to push it forward even more quickly. Absolutely. And as you and I have known, um, a large impediment to the evolution of better home building um, whether it's energy efficiency or the adoption of healthier materials and indoor air quality processes 
has just been general public awareness. The technology has existed, but there hasn't been the general consumer sophistication to enable and to prioritize uh, those better building practices and those healthier materials um, in the general industry. And I think, you know, not only are we creating uh, an underlying technology surge in the required remoteness of uh, the, the, you know, segregation that's happening and the isolation that's happening and our response to that, but it's also creating new awarenesses for our customers. And, and I think that's a big silver lining for uh, proponents of the evolution of homes and how they can work because it's always lacks the average 36-year-old mom caring enough to select better homes and better building practices and better materials. And I think this pandemic has created an awareness which will really um, spur the evolution of homes to what they could have been for the last 20 years, as you and I know, but you know, it is now going to be enabled by that consumer perception of value that we've always wanted, um, and it unfortunately took a pandemic to create. Uh, let's talk about the consumer further. Um, how might the coronavirus impact the buyer experience, the consumer experience in regard to purchasing the home or even on a broader basis? Yeah, so I think there's three big buckets that I'm uh, keenly aware of that will change consumer sentiment. You know, one is going to be a, a response to the, in, the economic impacts. And so, you know, the ability to talk about uh, controlling um, costs like utility bills and, and the ability to, to talk much more personal about the, the monthly expenditures that an average building requires, uh, I think will promote um, more careful consideration around energy efficiency and, and more thoughtful uh, production of uh, low operating cost materials. So durability and energy efficiency, I think, are something that um, have heightened consumer awareness of and will continue to grow, even though they've been kind of the forefront of change for home building for the last decade. The other two are definitely tied to the emotional impact of the pandemic. You know, one is around health, that, you know, health has become such a, um, a refocused uh, concern for um, families and, and for the people we care about and, and, you know, just social distancing to protect strangers and, uh, you know, that may be more susceptible to the virus than others. So, so the opportunity to talk to consumers about, indoor air quality or even water quality and the things that have existed and continue to evolve around, you know, reducing uh, particulates all the way down to virus-sized particulates through really smart air filtration and electrostatic precipitation and HVAC design, uh, tighter building envelopes, um, bacteria and viral resistant surfaces. Um, there's a tremendous amount of opportunities that are now getting highlighted in the materials and the HVAC controls that we can easily add on to conventional building practices to significantly improve the indoor air quality and therefore the health of the occupants of the buildings we manage. So that's a big bucket. And then the last is we've got more people spending 24 hours a day in their homes. And the, the concept of how does a home live? Uh, is it useful? Does it have uh, the correct architecture for your lifestyle? Is it comfortable? 
right? Um, you know, most people are out of their home for the daylight hours. And so they may not recognize the hot spots or the cold spots in their home as the sun arcs across the sky. But um, the opportunity to talk to them about, you know, more energy efficient windows with, uh, with very low solar heat gain coefficients that will maintain comfort in, in sunny rooms during the day, uh, you know, good pressure balancing to circulate air, all these very uh, technical building science based opportunities have are rooted in improving people's quality of lives. So both the financial impact, the health impact and the comfort impact that we know comes from better building practices, I think has much more consumer um, awareness and attention for us to promote these better building practices in more conventional construction practices. So I think that's a silver lining that consumers are going to be inspired now to uh, not accept um, the the basic homes that they might have been exposed to uh, in the, in their lives prior and and be inspired that they can and should have more. So, so really, it's almost as though the coronavirus is bringing more awareness to health. And you think about builders in the past, sometimes they would advertise breathe easier. We use better materials, we have better filtration. But now the whole idea of breathe easier, it's probably heard more clearly and more powerfully now by the public. Yeah, there's a different set of optics on those statements now. So, you know, protect your family, healthier home, breathe easy, all those um, very uh, opportunistic strategies uh, for builders to improve indoor air quality and, and the characteristics of surfaces, uh, I think will gain a lot more attention to, you know, the average buyer of homes, which is this, you know, 36 year old mother of three that has been uh, this, that has been faced with uh, uh, you know the very real fragility of the human condition in the last six weeks and uh, and is much more motivated to protect their family. And so I think there's an opportunity and possibly an obligation for all of us in this industry to step up. And how are you managing the office these days? What online tools and platforms are you using? I know it's probably of interest to many of those listening because working remote uh, is new for a lot of people. But you've been doing it before and you, uh, you're always on the latest technology. So what are your favorite online platforms these days? Yeah, I, you know, it's probably not the the the... Uh, the newest and the, and the greatest, it's the ones that people are most conversant in. So, you know, it's the Skype, it's the Microsoft Teams, it's the, it's the broadly available video conferencing um, and communication devices that, that have come with, you know, um, our core, you know, our core business suites of packages that have just been underutilized. So, you know, I know um, most industries are, are, are really, really leveraging video conferencing more and more. And I'll say personally, I, I'm doing a lot of work for my kitchen table. And, uh, you know, except for a, a bulldog that snores in the middle of conferences, I, I found it to be very productive. I found that um, it's it's nice to have that kind of human connection to look at people, uh, you know, in, in their environment and be able to interact them with them um, than more than just email or, you know, documents back and forth, but to have that human interaction through video conferencing, I think really helps people not feel so isolated and lonely during this time. And, 
and it, and and probably will be one of the things that um, transforms uh, the ongoing business paradigms of a lot of industries, including home building, because um, I think we've been absolutely confronted with the fact that we don't all have to be in one big ivory office in the middle of a city in order to be productive and to work together. And I think, you know, more remote uh, business operations, um, less business travel um, and, and, and more knowledge sharing uh, virtually instead of in person uh, is a good thing in that processes and consistencies, but also um, has some real bottom line impacts in reducing, you know, uh, the, um, travel expenses for it, the industry. So I, I do think that um, as much as there's going to be some downside to the um, pandemic um, financially for everybody, I think that there's also some upside for the industries as we adopt technology that improves our SGNA. Any favorite book that you've read in the past six weeks? <laughs> you should know me. I, had, I just finished a master's in philosophy, so I am very happy not to be reading for a couple of weeks. So instead, uh, when my workday is done, I wander to my garage and, and wrench on an old 1970s Chevelle. So, uh, so, so my book is uh, a socket set and, uh, and some rusty bolts. And last time we uh, met at Peter Jungle, you were studying uh, philosophy. So congratulations on that being completed. Thank you. That was uh, that was a heavy boulder to push, but a very rewarding uh, one as well. It was uh, it, it forced me to read all the books I didn't want to read. So uh, I found it very, um, very enlightening and a good use of my spare time. Uh, CR, before we say farewell, any final thoughts to share with those listening? Just we're going to have a follow up interview with you in a few weeks here because the topic that we had bookmarked for this uh, episode was different than what we're talking about today. But with the relevance of what's going on, uh, this is great insight. I think for everyone to hear from you on, but any final thoughts to share with those listening? Yeah, I, you know, I, I know that a lot of times I am, uh, I am uh, categorized as an optimist, and and I think um, the conversation we had isn't a rose-colored view of the world. I, I really think that um, that most innovations, most opportunities for growth, most opportunities to create new value in a business um, come from difficult times. And, and you know, the, the first quarter of 2020 has an unprecedented inflection point and challenge for the entire globe. But that inflection point um, will create unprecedented opportunities for those that pivot, for those that um, challenge um, the status quo and ask, you know, given this new paradigm, Given the new rules and the new consumers' perceptions, how can I adjust to create value? How can I be of service? And how can I respond in a productive way to help? And in that posture, uh, I am very confident in uh, always creates opportunities for those that take it. And, uh, you know, Philip, you're one of the, the prime examples of that. You have been um, very adaptive throughout your career to the changing needs and priorities of, of societies and opportunities. And, and, and I think, um, I think your career trajectory and the opportunities you've had personally are direct reflection of, of just that attitude. So I, I think that's the only thing I can encourage in this unprecedented new world is, uh, to respond with unprecedented new opportunities. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Rethink. Find a complete library of past episodes at iTunes or wherever you're listening to this.